Hi, this is Randy Landry, and this is my 198th podcast today on Common Sense and Ramblings in America. Today I'm going to read one of my articles from my blog, um, which is common-sense-in-america.com. And this article is entitled, Will Illegal Aliens Be Allowed to Vote in 2024? In 1996, the U.S. Congress passed a law prohibiting non-citizens from voting in federal elections, including elections for the U.S. House, U.S. Senate, and presidential elections. This does not apply to elections at the state and local levels. No state constitution has explicitly allowed non-citizens to vote in state or local elections. As of June 2023, seven states specified that non-citizens may not vote in state and local elections, Alabama, Arizona, Colorado, Florida, Louisiana, North Dakota, and Ohio. The District of Columbia and municipalities in three states allowed non-citizens to vote in local elections as of June 2023, California, Maryland, and Vermont. According to the Pew Research Center, there were over 25 million non-citizens living in the U.S. as of 2020. That included approximately 12 million permanent residents and 2 million temporary residents who were in the country with legal permission, as well as approximately 11 million immigrants who reside in the country without legal permission. Whether non-citizens should be allowed to vote is a subject of debate. Federal laws states that it is unlawful for a non-citizen to vote in the federal elections and establishes the punishment of a fine, one year in prison, or both for violation of the law. The Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigration Responsibility Act of 1996 states the following. A. It shall be unlawful for any alien to vote in any election held solely or in part for the purpose of electing a candidate for the office of president, vice president, president, elector, member of the Senate, member of the House of Representatives, Delegate from the District of Columbia or resident commissioners, unless, one, the election is held partly for some other purpose. Aliens are authorized to vote for such other purpose under a state constitution or statute or a local ordinance. And three, voting for such other purpose is conducted independently of voting for a candidate for such federal offices in such a manner that an alien has the opportunity to vote for such other purposes, but not an opportunity to vote for a candidate for any one or more of such federal offices. B. Any person who violates this section will be, shall be fined under this title, imprisoned not more than one year or both. C. Subsection A does not apply to an alien if, one, each natural parent of the alien, or, in the case of an adopted alien, each adoptive parent of the alien is or was a citizen. Whether by birth or naturalization, the alien permanently resided in the United States prior to attaining the age of 16, and the alien reasonably believed at the time of voting in violation of such subsection that he or she was a citizen of the United States. Federal law also states that non-citizens who violate the law are inadmissible, ineligible to receive visas, and ineligible to be admitted to the U.S. and deportable. All state constitutions mention United States citizenship when discussing who can vote in that state's elections. In 46 days, constitutional language discussing citizenship says who can vote. 
for example, every citizen or all citizens, but does not state that non-citizens cannot vote. In Arizona, Louisiana, North Dakota, and Ohio, the state constitutions provide that citizens, but non-citizens have the right to vote. The following table lists that what each state's constitution says regarding citizenship and the right to vote. Oops. Now, I have a complete list of all the 50 states, and it lists here who, what it, each state says about voting. And I'm not going to read through everyone. It's available through my podcast, my blog, sorry. As of June 2023, the District of Columbia and municipalities in three states allowed non-citizens to vote in some or all local elections. As I said, in California, Maryland, and Vermont are those three. Joshua A. Douglas, Associate Professor of Law at the University of Kentucky College of Law, published an article in 2017 stating municipalities can expand voting rights in local elections if there are no explicit state constitutional legislative impediments and so long as local jurisdictions have the power of home rule. Some states, for example, require that changes to local charters get approval from state legislatures thereby limiting municipal authority over voter eligibility laws, whereas other states do not. Douglas identified 14 states, including California and Maryland, as posing no clear impediments to municipalities passing their own voter qualification laws. They are as follows. Arkansas, California, Colorado, Illinois, Maryland, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, Ohio, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Washington, and Wisconsin. The following localities allow non-citizen voting in some or all local elections now of a municipality were missing. California and Oakland. In 2022, voters in Oakland approved a charter amendment that read, shall the measure to amend the city charter to allow the city council by adopting an ordinance to authorize voting by non-citizen voters or residents who are the parents, legal guardians, or legally recognized caregivers of a child for the office of Oakland School Board Director if they are otherwise eligible to vote under state and local law by be adopted. The amendment was approved and with 67% support. The law took effect in 2023. San Francisco, in 2016, voters in San Francisco approved a charter amendment that read, Shall the city allow a non-citizen resident of San Francisco who is of legal voting age and the parent, legal guardian, or legally recognized caregiver of a child living in San Francisco Unified School District to vote for members of the Board of Education? Question mark. The amendment was approved with 54% support. The law took effect in 2018. In 2022, San Francisco Supreme Court Judge Richard B. Ulmer Jr. ruled that the law violated the California Constitution Almer ruled that transcendent law of California, the Constitution, reserves the right to vote to a United States citizen, contrary to the San Francisco Ordinance. District of Columbia. District of Columbia Council passed D.C. Non-Citizen Vote Act in October 2022, allowing non-citizens to vote in local elections due to the district's non-state status. All its legislation must be reviewed by Congress prior to adoption. The D.C. Non-Citizen Vote Act overcame bipartisan opposition and the U.S. House of Representatives and passed its Congressional Review in March 2023. 
Advocates of the law argued that non-citizens have an interest in schools, public safety, and other issues, and to therefore be allowed to weigh in on public policy decisions. Opponents argue that non-citizens do not have a fundamental right to vote or hold public office in the U.S., and that the legislation dilutes the voting power of U.S. citizens. In March 2023, a group of seven D.C. voters filed a lawsuit in D.C. Superior Court seeking an injunction to prevent the law from being enforced. The case has been moved to the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, and the litigation is ongoing as of June 2023. And it goes on and on. I'm not going to read. Maryland is the next state that's listed here, and there's a bunch of municipalities that are listed of what they did for the voting process. And I'm not going to read each one. Vermont, the same thing. There's quite a few. So, I'm going to go on to, skip into um, non-citizen voting declared unconstitutional in New York in 2022. In December 9, 2021, the New York City Council approved in 18, which extended the right to vote in municipal elections to lawful permanent residents and other non-citizens authorized to work in the United States. The council voted 33 to 14 in favor of legislation making New York City the largest city in the nation at the time to authorize voting by non-citizens. Mayor Edward Eric Adams, Democrat, allowed the legislation to become law without a signature on January the 9th, 2022, saying, I believe that New Yorkers should have a say in their government, which is why I have and will continue to support this important legislation. I look forward to bringing millions more into the democratic process. A group of Republican voters and officials representing the New York Republican State Committee and Republican National Committee, as well as a Democratic City Council member, filed a lawsuit on January 10, 2023, challenging the new law. The plaintiffs alleged that a law over 800,000 eligible non-citizens to vote in municipal elections when New York City has approximately 5 million registered voters will dilute the power of the votes of legitimate U.S. citizens. On June 27, 2022, the New York Supreme Court for Staten Island overturned the law, ruling that it violated the state's constitution, according to Judge Ralph Orzio. By not expressly including non-citizens in the New York State Constitution, it was the intent of the framers for non-citizens to be omitted. The judge quoted Article 2.1 and Article 2.5 of the state's constitution in his judgment. The Supreme Court of the state of New York includes 62 separate courts in one for each county. These courts are the highest trial courts in the state but they are not New York's courts of last resort. The Court of Appeals is the highest court and court of last resort in New York. State election laws are changing. Keeping track of the latest developments in all 50 states can seem like an impossible job. Ballotpedia's election administration tracker sets an industry standard for ease of use, flexibility, and raw power, but that's just the beginning of what it can do. And we got a couple other things that are uh, toting Ballotpedia, how you can use it to monitor what's going on with the voting process in these states. Driver's licenses and IDs don't allow undocumented immigrants to vote in federal elections. Several Verify readers asked if undocumented immigrants received ID cards or driver's licenses and whether they could vote as a result. Here's what we found. Recent social media posts and news report claims President Joe Biden's administration will provide photo ID cards to undocumented immigrants. One of the posts implied these ID cards would allow them to vote in federal elections. Several verified readers have also emailed us in recent weeks 
wondering if undocumented immigrants received ID cards or driver's licenses whether they can vote in the U.S. elections as a result. The answer false. No ID or driver's licenses do not allow undocumented immigrants to vote in federal elections. Well, we found the question. I already said that. Does the ID or driver's license allow undocumented in any them? Federal law. does not allow non-citizens to vote in federal elections regardless of whether they have an ID or other driver's license. And I already stated, I already read this in 1996, Congress passed Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigration <coughs> Immigrant Responsibility Act. Um, USAGov.gov, the federal government's official web portal, also says non-citizens cannot vote in federal, state, and lo most local elections. Many states have laws requiring people to show some form of ID as a, at the polls, but having an ID or a driver's license doesn't allow a person to vote in federal elections if they are not a U.S. citizen. The recent confusion online can be traced back to a proposal government ID card program for non-citizens. A July 2022 report in the Department of Homeland Security Appropriations Bill said that the bill included $10 million dollars in proposed funding for an Immigrations and Customs Enforcement ICE Secure Docket Card Program. The program would allow non-citizens access to immigration files and documents, the report says. It's not clear where the program stands right now. ICE did not respond to Verify's request for comment, but an agency spokesperson told Reuters in August of 2022 that the ID card will not be an official form of federal identification their card can be used to help non-citizens keep track of pending immigration cases. As for a driver's license, 19 states and District of Columbia, Columbia allow undocumented immigrants to apply for them according to National Immigrant Law Center and National Conference of State Legislatures. States can choose who is allowed to get a driver's license since there's no federal rules on issuing them. But those driver licenses do not grant a person citizenship or the right to vote in federal elections either. Some of the state laws even make it clear that the licenses alone cannot be used for voting or that they are not valid or accepted for official federal purposes. The purpose for undocumented immigrants to get a driver's license varies by state and can take months or even years. Undocumented immigrants generally need to provide a foreign birth certificate, foreign passport, or consular card as well as evidence of current state residency, the NCSL says. So we can verify that having an ID or driver's license does not allow undocumented immigrants to vote in federal elections. Who can and cannot vote? You can vote in U.S. federal state if you are a U.S. citizen. Meet your state's residence requirements. You can be experiencing homelessness and still meet these requirements. Are you 10 years old on or before less than a day? In almost every state, you can register to vote before you turn 18 if you'll be 18 by election day. Are registered to vote by your state's voter registration deadline. North Dakota does not require voter registration. Who cannot vote? Non-citizens, including permanent legal residents, cannot vote in federal, state, and most local elections. Some people cannot vote after being convicted of a felony or if they are currently serving time for other types of crimes. Some people have a mental disability and may not be able to vote. U.S. citizens residing in U.S. territories cannot vote for president in the general election. 
can out a citizen to vote in U.S. elections. And this is like a, this another article that further discusses that. And I'm not going to reread that. Republican voice outrage over non-citizen voting bill. Connecticut State Republican Juan Candelario has proposed a bill that would allow non-citizens the right to vote in state and municipal elections, but he thinks knows it is unlikely to pass and just hopes it opens a discussion. A state representative has introduced a proposal for an amendment to the Connecticut Constitution that would grant non-citizens the right to vote in state and municipal elections. He knows it will fail. For Republican Juan Candelaria of New Haven, the purpose of the proposal is not to have it passed, but to lay the groundwork for future policy in a state that is home to 240,000 non-citizen immigrants, approximately half of which are undocumented. More than a dozen localities in the United States have passed laws allowing non-citizen elections in municipal or school board elections in a growing suffrage movement that has faced fierce criticism from opponents. While state lawmakers have expanded protections and privileges for Connecticut's immigrants, the last big discussion on non-citizen voting occurred in 2011 when former New Haven Mayor John De Stefano attempted to lobby the legislature to let undocumented immigrants vote in city elections. Candelaria is ready to reignite the debate. When we talk about undocumented individuals, they are part of our fabric of this nation and of the state. They are part of the community and they should have a voice, Candelaria said. People might not be amicable to this idea, and I respect that opinion, but at least by having the process, we can have the dialogue and we can have the debate, and that's all I want. In its, in its current rough draft, a proposed amendment would allow undocumented immigrants or residents of the state to be admitted as electors for purposes of voting in municipal and state elections, but Candelaria said that the policy would extend to visa holders and lawful permanent residents. Candelaria said the completed proposal will stipulate a list of requirements, including the minimal number of years a person must live in the state in order to quantify as well as bars on those with a criminal record. Candelaria acknowledged that the idea of non-citizen suffrage faces opposition from all makers on both sides of the aisle, but he hopes this proposal will at least lead to an open debate in a public hearing. If I can get all the way to the floor of the House, that'll be the ultimate goal for me, but it's not going to happen, Candelaria said. The survival time of the proposed amendment will depend on how it is handled in the General Assembly's Government Administration and Elections Committee, where our legislators will first vote on whether to raise the bill for discussion. House Minority Leader Republican Vincent Candelero is of their mind that the proposal should not make it to the stage of a public hearing. I think it's completely outrageous. I think that the fact that we have open borders and now we are potentially opening up elections to non-citizens completely erodes our sovereignty in this country and in our state, Candelero said. I don't think that we should be redefining who an elector is in the municipal or statewide election level for the purposes of electing our public officials. State Representative Matt Blumenthal, chair of the Government Administration Elections Committee, said that the committee has yet to screen new proposals and that he could not comment on Clendelaria's proposed constitutional amendment. He also declined to share his thoughts on non-citizen voting. Our colleagues in the General Assembly have proposed that roughly 150 bills, ideas for bills to be handled by our committee, Blumenthal said. My co-chair, Senator May Flexer and I look forward to reviewing them all and discussing whether they should go forward in the committee. Even if the proposal makes it out of committee and is approved, 
by the General Assembly, it would take years with many opportunities for failure before becoming policy. In order to amend Connecticut's Constitution, three-fourths representatives from the House and the Senate would need to approve a resolution before hearing, appearing on voters' ballots for a final passage in the next regular state election. Another path toward amendment occurs if a simple majority of state senators and representatives pass a resolution. In that scenario, the proposed amendment would undergo a second vote by legislatures during the following year's session, and if that reaches a simple majority, the proposal will appear on the general election ballot. Candelaria is optimistic that once the conversation starts on, citizen voters will become a reality for Connecticut within the next decade. If we get members to agree that it makes sense for them and for the communities, hopefully I can see this happening in the next couple of years, Candelaria said. That's my wishful thinking, but at least let's begin the process of having a dialogue. Non-citizen suffrage is not so much a new idea as it is a historical norm. 39 U.S. states permitted alien suffrage for local and federal elections between 1776 and 1926. High demand for labor from an immigrant workforce kept the practice strong until the turn of the 20th century, when nativist sentiments and anti-immigrant fears spurred by World War I finally won over. Connecticut, however, outlawed non-citizen electors with the passage of the state's first constitution in 1818, granted the right only to white male citizens of the United States. The U.S. government did not explicitly prohibit non-citizen voters and federal elections until the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigration Immigrant Responsibility Act of 1996. Citizenship as a requirement for voting historically hasn't been the norm in U.S. Roger Centrix, the communication director of the Connecticut Working Families Party, said. Censit said that the WFP is a strong supporter of allowing non-citizens to vote in municipal elections, adding that it is one of the questions the party asked candidates before giving them an endorsement. Currently, 11 municipalities in Maryland and two Vermont cities permit non-citizen voters in local elections. In 2021, New York City passed a law allowing non-citizen voters in the local level, but the policy was struck down by a judge last June before it could take effect. Other cities like Oakland, California, allow non-citizen parents of school children to vote for a school board director. Several other non-citizen suffrage proposals are cropping up in towns across the country. Centric thinks Connecticut should join the list. We are a state that has always been very proud of our diversity, and we have this strong tradition of a very strong local self-rule. Considering that quite a few of our cities and towns have big immigrant compilations, they should have a say, Cedric said. If we value local state self-government, we should value local self-government by everyone that lives in that town, not just a few. Rights and protections for undocumented immigrants have been growing in Connecticut over the last decade. The legislation has passed more than a dozen laws benefiting undocumented immigrants. Some of the most notable included the issuance of a driver drive-only licenses in 2013 granting eligibility for financial aid in the state's public higher education institutions in 2018, and most recently extending Connecticut's Husky Medicaid program to all children under age 12. Costanza Segovia is a community organizer at the immigrant-level-led mutual aid group Hartford Deportation Defense, one of the many organizations leading their fight to expand Husky to all residents regardless of age or immigration status. Segovia said that granting non-citizens the right to vote is important, but says undocumented immigrants have taken up other tools to gain a political voice. 
voting is one of the big ways that we become civically engaged, but that's not the only way. So Govia said, our communities have already engaged with other leaders. With the Huskies for Immigrants campaign right now, we're at the Capitol. We're talking to the legislatures. We're talking to the legislatures about our communities and the needs of not just immigrant voter communities that we belong to, but also our Hartford community or our Hartford neighborhoods or Hartford schools. Voting is just one aspect of civic engagement. I think having access to vote would give us another tool. So Govia said that the inability to be engaged in the voting process has been a huge disparity for her community and a missing piece in our current democratic system. She, that is time for the public to redefine what it means to be a citizen. She said, We're all next door to each other. We're all going to the same schools. We're going to the same hospital. So how are we going to look beyond some of these barriers and actually come up with some solutions so that everybody has access to fair wages, good education, good housing, basic health care. So that we said, and we talk about being citizens of the world and being citizens of the community that we live in. That includes everybody who lives in this community and has a stake in this community. And I wish that we get to a point with our government where people can be treated as such. As for whether she thinks Connecticut will ever grant non-citizens the right to vote, so we said you have to start the conversation to know whether it's possible. Uh, this is my belief in the matter. I've read those articles that were written and it pretty much states we don't have to, supposedly we don't have to worry about federal elections, which is what I really care about. I don't give a crap what the states do as long as they don't do it in my state. Um, there's nothing really I can say about it, but I know one thing. If I were to move to France, I wouldn't be allowed to vote. If I was there illegally. I don't think I'd be able to vote even if I did become a citizen. I might be able to, um, but certainly if I processed all the legal paperwork, I still wouldn't be allowed to vote unless I became a citizen. And so I would have to be documented and I would have to go through all the process, but non-citizens I don't believe can become citizens in France that's just one of those extreme situations but um, I don't think you can go in any country in this world and be there illegally or otherwise as an alien and vote so why is it an issue here I mean many of those countries are democratic just like we are so I think it's a scam and I think that um, that's one of the reasons why they're allowing millions of illegal immigrants to come into this country because they are doing their damnedest to find a way to get them to vote. I know, once you get your driver's license, it's just one more step before you get your voter registration card, okay? So, I know they're supposed to look at your <coughs> birth certificate before it's given to you, but, I don't know, a birth certificate can be forged too, you know? So, who's to say, but, if those, I don't know, 8, 10, 9, 10, 11 million people that have come into this country in the last three years under a Biden administration are, are allowed to vote, there will never be another Republican president elected, at least in my lifetime anyway. Um, so, it is what it is. Okay. As always, don't give up the fight and always Look back, protect your back, because nobody else will do it for you. All right, guys, that ends this podcast. You have a great day.